0: Welcome back in Brady Farkas show right here on a Thursday on WDEV AM and FM and Wdevradio.com Patriots have won six straight games they are eight and four overall getting ready for the big Monday night showdown. AFC East right now. First place on the line with the Buffalo Bills. That game being played in Buffalo. Joining us now is our friend from pro football focus. Eric Eager. Eric, what's up, man? Good to have you back
1: on Brady. It's been a fun year and uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's fun to watch the Patriots uh, after kind of a down year last year. Uh, back uh,
0: back at it you know we had you on every week of the season last year and I follow you religiously on social media so I think I have a good idea of where you stand on things but I'm gonna, I'm going to ask you this question I'm going to try to guess how you feel about the Patriots and you tell me if I'm right I'm going to guess you think this team is good but not a Super Bowl contender because they run the ball too much and they're too <laughs> turnover dependent on defense am I right in how you feel about them
1: Kind of. I mean, I still – so we have the the Patriots with a 7% chance to win the Super Bowl. That's the sixth highest in the mm-hmm. league. So I certainly think they're a contender. I just – I worry sometimes about them po- possibly peaking too early, if that makes sense. Like, so far this season, they have the 31st most difficult schedule through uh, the first 12 weeks. They have the seventh hardest Uh, Coming out uh, of that of this week, including, you know, obviously, as you know, two games against Buffalo and then a game at Indianapolis, which is, you know, not an easy turnaround. So I I think we'll find out a lot about the Patriots if we haven't already um, the next three weeks. I I think that they're obviously going to make the playoffs. I think that they're going to be, you know, extremely difficult to compete with in the playoffs. Um, You know, Mac Jones has been, you know, Mac Jones. I tweeted this out the other day, Mac Jones. Is the most valuable rookie in the NFL this year, and but not only that, he's more valuable than the six next most valuable mm. rookies in the league. Um, that that's what it means to hit on a quarterback, and, and the Patriots have certainly done that. Um, you know, the the questions I have is when you get into uh, these playoff games with really good defenses, you know, will uh, a receiving core of Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers be able to overcome? Uh, top end secondaries that's a
0: question I think that remains to be seen but for now they're very impressive let's go with Mac Jones first because the opinions are widely varying on him I've heard everything from he's a top seven quarterback in the league to he's completely a passenger on this team and he's having his hand held every step of the way so what do you think of Mac Jones at Pro Football Focus
1: oh I mean I I don't think that he's exceeded my expectations I you know I said something, you know, during the draft that we were all so worried about the Niners taking Mac Jones that when they took Trey Lance instead of Justin Fields, we were all we all breathed a sigh of relief when in reality I think that we should have been a little bit more interrogating of that decision. You know, I think Mac Jones might in my opinion wasn't as good of a prospect as Justin Fields, but I think he was certainly a better prospect than Trey Lance and um that was that was a a, you know is a weird choice but you know for him right now you're looking at you know 16 touchdowns eight interceptions it's very good seven and a half yards per attempt you look at average depth of target um you know 7.7 that's a little bit on the low end right so they are doing a little bit after the catch for him the drop rate's just three percent and they they you know the here's the thing about the Patriots last four games three of those games they don't have one drop and they just have one drop total in those four games so they're you know He's being helped a lot, um, and but he's also not putting the ball in harm's way. He has just three turnover-worthy plays in his last seven starts. So it's it's an and right as opposed to an or. I think the offense is really helping him out. I don't think they're asking that much of him, but he's playing wonderful football. So like you know that I think it's
0: I think it's a it's a good marriage there. I don't think it's physical talent that's the separator between him and these other rookie quarterbacks. So what is it? Is it solely Belichick? Is it Josh McDaniels? Is it better talent on the outside than these other guys have? What makes him so much more successful than the other rookies in his class?
1: Yeah, I think coaching is a big one. Like I, I actually don't hate Robert Salah and, and Mike LaFleur in, in New York, but they also just don't have that much talent. So, you know, he's having to overcome a lot just to to get on the green there. I think in Jacksonville it is coaching. I just don't think they really have a chance. I, I think in Chicago it's also coaching um, and a lack of talent on the outside. But, you know, it's not like the Patriots have Randy Moss and you know Wes Welker and Dante Stallworth out there. It's, you know, they're not like the household names. Um, and he's making them look good. So I think he's overcoming it. I think part of it is their defense. Like I, I tweeted this out, the the um, Patriots and the Bills uh, have allowed 22 touchdown passes this year and have gotten 35 interceptions mm-hmm. as a group. So, um, you know, when you know that you don't have to score on every possession because your defense has your back, I think that is a big help for a, a quarterback, especially one who's a rookie. Um,
0: you know, I don't think that, that those assurances are guaranteed of guys like Trevor Lawrence or or Justin Fields. Patriots defense, you mentioned there, they're taking the ball away a lot. J.C. Jackson, I think it's seven picks he's got on this season right now. And the Patriots, I think I heard, are plus 13 in their six-game win streak and turnover margin. You have always told me that turnovers are not sustainable. So given that, how good do you actually think this Patriots defense is?
1: I think they're good. I I don't necessarily know if you're going to get the outcomes. It it reminds me a lot of 2019 where you you, you start out – you know, eight, nine, and oh, you get to twelve and four. And, you know, in a in a playoff game, you don't get the turnovers and the other team does and you lose. Like I, you know, that that doesn't mean that the defense is bad. And and in fact, JC Jackson has really increased his stature in my eyes. You know, I I've done a lot of work with the tracking data. And like when Stefan Gilmore was the the cornerback one for that team, and he covered so much of the field that I felt like you know JC Jackson only had to cover a small sliver of the field, and he was amazing at doing that, right? And that was like sort of the Belichickian genius, which was you know, unlike Seattle, where all three guys in the cover three covered about the same amount. Um, he did such a good job of field manipulation that JC Jackson was the recipient of a lot of you know, bad throws into tight areas by quarterbacks. Obviously, without Gilmore there this year, that has been taken away, and he's still been a, a fantastic football player. So, kudos to him. Uh, for, for emerging there. But, yeah, I mean, are they going to get the turnovers? I mean, we even saw in week one against the uh, Miami Dolphins what can happen when, you know, you're on the bad end of turnovers. They outplayed the Dolphins immensely in week one and, and lost the game because of turnovers. So that that's the kind of thing where – Okay, if you flip a couple plays here and there in a game, do they win? They probably still beat Cleveland, Atlanta, Tennessee, Carolina. Do they beat the Chargers? I don't know. They, they, you know. So they, they've given themselves enough margin though, where I don't think I can completely uh, give out their eight and four record to the turnover differential.
0: I was of the impression for a long time that the Patriots were going to keep Gilmore and they were going to let JC Jackson go like they did with Malcolm Butler. Now that Gilmore is gone, I feel like they're boxed in and they have to keep Jackson because you can't lose Gilmore and Jackson within the same year and bank on hitting in the draft or in free agency again. So do you agree with that? They have to keep Jackson and how much money is he worth?
1: Yeah, it's tough. This, this to me is one of those plays. So there's a couple of things with Belichick, right? Belichick almost never keeps high priced free agents on the defensive side of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he traded Richard Seymour in 09. He, you know, he's let, he's let, he traded Jamie Collins. He let Jamie Collins go. He let Kyle Benoit go. Um, but he has made exceptions for cornerback, right? He signed the big deal to Revis in 14. They win a Super Bowl, signed the big deal to Gilmore in 17. They win uh, a Super Bowl there um, in 18. Um, so, so I'm conflicted. I think hard part is when you buy a corner at the top of the market, you're always getting him for too much. Right. And because the interceptions are pretty fungible, you look at, you know, Xavier Howard last year at 10, he does nowhere close to that this year. Um, and and, you know, the dolphins have struggled as a result of not getting as many turnovers. Um, so uh, to me, it's the one, if any, if any coach slash GM in football would be willing to move on from a guy who's had as great of a season as JC Jackson, it's Belichick. I just don't think he will. I think, I think they do sign him. And ultimately, given you know their situation cap-wise, it's probably fine. It's probably a good decision.
0: Bills-Patriots coming up on Monday. The Bills are a team that certainly doesn't run the ball well, loves to throw the ball, and has the ability to throw it all over the yard. 80% chance of snow in that game on Monday. How much does that factor in for the Patriots positively? It does. I mean, I bet this game, you know, before Thanksgiving, I bet the Patriots at plus
1: three and a half. Uh, I just thought that that was too many points for them to be getting in a game like this. I thought, I think home road is is almost uh, gone gone away since 2019. So Buffalo being at home, but I think Buffalo is maybe just slightly better than New England. And so three and a half was too much. Now you've seen it get to three, sometimes two and a half. So people agree there. I think the weather does play a factor. Total on the game is 43 and a half. I, I think under is still the right play in that. Um, I think it's a low-scoring game. Um, I, I, I do think this game plays into what New England wants to do. It's weird. In a league where we saw Kansas City completely run all over you know the NFL passing the football for three years, every team has engineered themselves to want to be either be Kansas City or stop Kansas City, and Buffalo has done both. On offense, they mirror Kansas City uh, of, of the 18, 19, and 20 ilk, and they and they run the two high stuff that that needs to be Kansas City. The problem is is all these other defenses have adjusted themselves to beat that kind of offense, and so we haven't seen it be as easy for Buffalo in 21 as it was in 20. And and furthermore, them playing the two high safety stuff that's left them vulnerable against the Titans, against the Colts, and probably against New England on Monday night. So I, I like New England in this game, and you know I you know we give them about a 41 percent chance to win the division. Um, but I, I, I do think it, it ends up being, um, you know, if they win this game, it it flips entirely. I mean, it, it, New England has substantial
0: control over the AFC East. If they win this one, I'll get you out of here on this. What has this year taught us? If anything about Belichick, uh,
1: it's taught me, it, it it's taught me that, um, Belichick is still, is still like, you know, really good at coaching defense and, um, and that the biggest thing about Belichick is that what was true in one is not true now. And and I think that he uh, he's the coach that embraces that variance the most out of anybody. Um, you know, you ask him why he he went to the 3-4 in 2001, right? Or 2000, whenever he started with the Patriots. And he said, well, because Ted Washington was cheap. No one likes a 3-4 nose tackle when 29 teams in the league play a 4-3, right? And you know, when, when they signed the tight ends the big deal in the offseason, I know there was a lot of skepticism. When they went with Bourne and, and guys like that, Nelson Aguilar, people were skeptical of that. And, you know, that, that was not of Belichick's character to go out and sign players in free agency, and he did that this year, and they've been mostly really good. Uh, you know, they, they fit what the Patriots want. Even what Jalen Mills presents for that team is, is way better than what he presented with Philadelphia. And so I think Belichick's ability to adapt is is still one of the best things going in football
0: eric eager pro football focus you can check him out on social media a great follow as is pro football focus at pff there's also at pff patriots which is great as well so eric man we appreciate it enjoy the game monday night and we will talk to you again soon we will do thanks for having me Brady.